Math was never like my best thing. Oh, is this like official now? Yeah. Like I started to, like, doing mm-hmm. like a work email. Uh huh. Right. How do you feel? Um, <laughs> is this the rapport okay. part? Is this the rapport part? Okay, this is what I think about Massachusetts drivers, and this will be a, this will be my public public service announcement for any Massachusetts driver, like from like here until probably infinity. PSA. Infinity? PSA. PSA. That's right. I. I'm from central Massachusetts. I have to drive to eastern Massachusetts every single day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my definition, I, and you know what? I'm actually going to define this for you all. My definition of being cut off by another driver uh-huh. is me having to slow down 15 miles an hour or more because you have just inserted yourself in front of me. Okay. Now, I don't know what it is about my car. I don't know what it is about the weather situation. I don't know what it is about, like, but it doesn't seem to matter if I'm in the left lane, the right lane, a merging car, like, while I'm already established on said highway. But I have had this rash of, like, events where people just keep cutting me the fuck off. And I'm actually kind of at that point where, like, you know what? I'm almost done with it. So here is my public, here's my public service announcement to you. You could be the lucky driver because the next fucking person that makes me drop 15 miles an hour of my natural flow of traffic. You know what? I don't even drive like a dick anymore. I've actually made peace with the fact. It's like just get yourself where you're supposed to go at a reasonable amount of time. Like I'm not doing 90 down the highway. Like it's like I'm not that guy anymore. Right. But the next freaking person that cuts me off, I am going to accelerate into whatever fucking panel of your car (laughs) that is actually in front of me. Dude. And now we're getting investigated by insurance companies. So, <laughs> if it happens, it's like, if oh, you oh, drive oh. like a total cockbag, oh, guilty, <laughs> and you are the you are the lucky said person that cut me off anywhere between my travels from Central Massachusetts to Eastern Massachusetts or reverse because I like to come home every single evening. If you cut the next fucking one of you that cuts me off, I'm telling you, my back seat will be in your front seat. That's hot. That's pretty cool. Enjoy. How does that work? That's my report for the day. Are you going to call them a satchel of Richards? <laughs> they may ingest the satchel <laughs> of Richards. I'm not going to lie. I actually I actually uh, feel better for getting that off my chest. We're all proud of you. Kind of proud. This is a happy place. Is it? Let's all snap for Marcus's poetry. Oh my sweet god! There's so many mess. There's so many like messages coming. So this is the uh, Head Metal Over Six Pack podcast. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna actually do the things I'm supposed to be doing right now, uh-huh. and do these things later. Um, welcome to the podcast. Hey, we thank you for joining. Who the fuck keeps? <laughs> Somebody else hosts the show. I'm out. 
Did you know? And now more with Richard Simmons. And one and two and three and four. And <laughs> actually, I was, I was trying to turn. Say, that, I was it? trying to turn this page off, but it actually turns out I actually need this page for like one of my stories. But that's oh. fine. Um, so why don't we do this? Why don't we uh, do the? Uh, let's do the uh, the, the Bruce. happiest sound in the, the world. The beer drinking. We're gonna do the beer drinking. And a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, and... There was too many ones and it's like binary. Yeah. Neither one of you is good at counting down. <laughs> or up. I can only count the four. <laughs> I actually... Dude. Uh-oh. All right, so... Did you just take a sip? Nope. I'm telling. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text Connie right now and tell her, you're in trouble. You cannot marry this guy. He has no tact. <laughs> it smells like... It's very okay. sweet. Beer. It's very sweet. So I've been to this brewery before. I almost feel like we've reviewed this brewery before, but I actually can't remember. Said we've no. done a. I feel like I brought some home. True, not maybe not. But then again, I might have brought some home and just drank it I'm myself thinking, and not shared it with the podcast. Like, uh, Great North. That's that's what yep. I'm thinking of. So True North is North from related. I believe Ipswich, Massachusetts. Mm. They're in that area. Ipswich, Massachusetts. So what I brought today, and the reason why I brought this today is because I'm a huge fan of black beer. And I'm also watching the series Vikings right now, start to finish, Ooh. for the first time. So, like, drinking oh, black beer makes me feel mid- especially. Midnight snow. That's correct. Uh, brewed. It says brewed on Boston, North Shore. Yeah. Ipswich. Okay, that makes sense. So this is the... Winter Black IPA called Midnight Snow by True North. Mm. It is 6.9% alcohol by volume. I have served all of the fellow gentlemen in the show one pint exactly. Mm-hmm. Pint. And? There's some missing from mine. Off we go. <laughs> Cheers. One sip. Everybody knows the show. Can't say the other version or it's copyright. A little dry. Mm-hmm. It's got like a weird, like sweet after <coughs> back pan taste. A- after back pan taste. Mm-hmm. All right, what so, is an after back pan? So taste? reading the can, <laughs> reading the can. Midnight snow is brewed with a rich, lightly roasted malt body to complement heavy additions of piney Pacific Northwest I mean, that's hops. That's what I'm getting. Maybe we can like. Aromas of spruce and juniper pair with notes of coffee and chocolate orange. Probably going to have an allergic reaction tonight now. Thank you. Which part are you allergic to? I don't know. I'll find out. (laughs) So you're telling me this is like if you dropped your fruit basket in the woods and just like, I guess I'll just take whatever. This is is one of those things. like I just named like 47 ingredients. I I feel like I'm allergic to one of those. uh It's like, well, chances are we're all allergic to one of those. I just pictured like the the head brewer, you know, trudging through a storm of snow in the middle of the night through the woods to brew this beer and just dumps all the ingredients on the ground. Oh, fuck. Scoops them all back up. Fucking midnight snow. Yeah, that's a pretty good name. name. So just in case I haven't reviewed these guys in the past, like I've actually been to this brewery. The brewery itself is actually like phenomenal. They have a really good like little brew yard, like tap room thing going on. Good energy. And they got like a ton of beer selections. It's like one of those. Like sometimes you go to like a crap brewery. They have like four or five, six, maybe kind of a thing. And like five of them are usually like a double IPA and then like something sour or something like that. Because like sour is like huge right now. These guys like literally have like 20 something beers up there and like of all 
make some models. So, like, it's actually pretty fun. So if you're ever in the Ipswich, North Shore area, like, I highly recommend these guys, regardless of what we are going to say about this beer. Right. Hmm. I don't really have much. And, yes, they paid me to say this. Negative things to say about this beer. It shows. The, the one thing that I will say is that, you know, some of it got, like, in the rim. They really didn't pay to me to say this. And then when I went to drink it, like, my brain, because I didn't know what it tasted like, <clears throat> expected Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Because <laughs> of the color. <laughs> <laughs> the black. <laughs> but I'll have you know it's not Coca-Cola. In fact... There's something pretty, smooth and calming about it to yeah, me. Yeah, it's light, it's smooth. There's, it's a not, lot, there's, like, a lot going on, but it's all, like, subtle. In my yeah, opinion, I, very I get like notes. the funky aftertaste still. Oh, a little funky aftertaste. Mm, okay, mm. okay, okay, Anthony. That's what I'm getting, and it makes me sad. I um, I don't hate it. I don't really have much negative to say about it. Uh huh. Okay. Um, okay, Dave. I <laughs> think that. Okay, Dave. I will start. I will start said grading process. I was kind and of the, ready and the, for that. And this is what I this is this is what I think. Mm-hmm. I want to. I want for the life of me to give this a uh, to give it at least a four. But there's something that's stopping me from doing it. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it like a three point nine nine. Three point nine nine. Because you know mm-hmm. what? Like I I enjoy it. Like like I said, I feel like there's like a lot of subtleness to like a lot of like the complexity that's in this beer. Uh-huh. This beer. And like I appreciate that about this beer. That's what you appreciate about. That's it? what I appreciate about this beer. Mm. And I would actually probably drink it again. Like so, like I would definitely order it again. But there's something stopping me from telling you that it's in my like top third echelon. Like mm. so, I'm going three point nine nine. You're almost there, True North. And I love most of your catalog. Okay. And thank All you right. for existing. Three point nine nine. What do you got in? I will see you um, back with to, those fried clams in the summer. I'm gonna go in the middle. I'm gonna go with my my three. Because it's it's got that weird after like piney taste and it kind of makes me sad. But I mean, like the initial's good, and then it gets like so for me. Maybe it's because I'm still not the same since the vid. Um, oh, that's true. But don't be blaming the no COVID on. No, I didn't. I said the vid. We did. You know what kind of videos we I eat. We did. Um. Touche. <laughs> 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 Uh, uh-huh. So, I'm just gonna give it a four, man, because it's not, it's not bad. It's drinkable. I would drink it again if somebody gave it to me at a at a cookout or something. Or well, I don't know what kind of cookout I'd be at where somebody would give me a black IPA. But if I was ever at a Christmas party and somebody gave me one of these things, I'd I'd drink it again. Right, right. And I don't I don't get a lot of those same uh, aftertaste flavors. There's definitely some some mixed notes of different things in there. So it's definitely a uh, I'll say unique flavor, but even with its uniqueness, it's still smooth. It's a lot lighter than I anticipated. It doesn't like it's not heavy. It doesn't like stick to your mouth or linger for too long. It's, I think all around it's a pretty good beer. So I'm gonna stick with four. Nice job, man. Fist love. Good job. Good job, High friends. <laughs> good, good job. Oh, I knew oh this. My God, oh a my God, that, that wall moves. It does. It's not like super I, attached. I'm so sorry. I knew this chick that would intentionally. Switch between knuckles and high fives when people aw- go. That was dude. awesome because I went in with the fist. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's perfect. Mess people up. Like, oh, I hate this. Anthony, we should have talked about this probably pre-show, but like, are we going to uh, we're going to do the, uh, the 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 thing with the thing? We're going to do the thing with the thing next. Ooh. Or, or. See you now. You're an asshole.
monumental over a six-pack. Unique metal fans. Uh, now it's live. Now it's live. Okay, yep. sweet. All right, we have a feud. Feuding metal bands. Do it. So, Arr. today's feud is starring Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes, current frontman of Six Feet Under, formerly of Cannibal Corpse. Chris Barnes, let me give you the uh, the highlight of this. Chris Barnes has been quoted as saying, every death metal singer sucks, except for me. Oh, that's oh, not Corey bias. Taylor, what's up, man? <laughs> no, in any way, shape, or form. Corey Taylor's not a death metal singer. I know, but... So, Corey Taylor's the best singer ever. <clears throat> so Chris Barnes. <laughs> number one. I will read the Loudwire article verbatim. In pieces. I'll skip over some stuff. <clears throat> so you know Chris Barnes from right? Man Six Feet Under and now formerly of Cannibal Corpse has been throwing shade at the death metal scene over the last week. He took aim at a death metal roundtable interview featured with vocals of Cannibal Corpse, currently, Black Dahlia Murder, Gate Creeper, and Undeath. And later said, every death metal vocalist sucks. <gasps> Except me. I am shocked. Wow. Now, funny you mentioned Corey Taylor, though. The roundtable is actually hosted by Knotfest. It was published on January 19th where George Corpse Grinder Fisher, Trevor Strand, Chase Mason, and Alex Jones discuss a range of topics from their early discovery of the genre, accessibility, gateway bands, and more. The range of artists also helped cover perspectives from metal's heyday, the rise of the internet, through the current day. <clears throat> Barnes, who split with Cannibal Corpse in 1995, has steadily put out new material with Six Feet Under. Evidently did not enjoy the chat and tweeted, I just watched a death meta podcast on YouTube that was done about a week ago with the top death metal vocalist. It made me physically ill. I despise what this genre has become. Haha, you're part of it. Now, <laughs> just to make Great. just to make this uh, feud get even better, Hate Breeze frontmaned. Huh. Yes. And <laughs> the Justa Show podcast host, <laughs> Jamie Justa, commented and invited Barnes to guest on his podcast to further discuss how he felt. Barnes responded, no thanks, brother. I'm going to pass. Now, Barnes, who actually once dedicated a song to Hate Breed from the, from the stage on Six Feet Under's 2004 live record, Live With Full Force, also stated, I have no need to jump on that bandwagon. You guys have got that covered. Perfect. Jamie Jossa proceeded to call said reply weak. Barnes replied, ain't here to play games. You have fun, though. Jossa says, you're the one playing games. A pre-vocalist who recently worked with Corpse Grinder at his forthcoming solo debut album, Fireback, and then asked, you hate you hate what the genre has become, but you never promote or discuss new bands or try and help building anything in the genre. Right. Barnes laughed off, said promoting of other bands and Joss and Needled. Oh, Barnes's actual response to this was like, promote other bands. <laughs> it's essentially it. Like that's how, that's, that's how it's. And then Jossa responded, oh, right, that's beneath you. And Barnes kept off. It's like, nah. I'm just not, and then Barnes said, nah, I'm just not a shill. Whatever that's supposed to fucking mean. Whatever that means. So, <laughs> uh, so apparently if you're in the, uh, if, uh, so Chris Barnes uh, decided that like he is like the lord of all lords when it comes to uh, death metal music. And You he, didn't know that? 
Come on, man. He's Bro. pretty cool. That, I mean, in all honesty, as far as like death metal goes, like I thought he was like a pretty cool dude. But I, I mean, maybe he's like apparently like a little bit off his meds. He's like the Dave Mustaine of death metal. Dave Mustard. <laughs> but you know, it's really interesting because like I actually think back. I, I think back to like ninety four, ninety five, and like he says he hates what the genre has become. It's like there's okay, you hate what the genre has become. Uh, talented. <laughs> More popular than you. <laughs> Well, no, like, <laughs> like, like seriously, popular. I'm not a huge death metal guy. Nope. Like, mm-hmm. the death metal, like, if I listen to death metal, like, it has to, like, it has to, like, hit my, my, you know, my mental chords, like, a, like a certain way in order for me to actually, like, get some interest. Mm-hmm. I need that little bit of a hook. I need that little bit. Of, now, instrumentally, I will say death metal is actually very talented. Like, those guys right, are, like... Right. Even, like, like, the drummers, like, the beats per minute that they actually do, like, when they do that naturally and it's not enhanced like kind of a thing like it's phenomenal it, it's amazing it's like crazy it's like beyond human limits right right and whatnot guitar riffs are usually great i have no use for the uh, ooh, like like i want to like at least know a little bit like what you're saying sure like, kind of a thing like i have but right, that's right. that's me that's me personally mm-hmm. like, kind of speaking but like to go back to like 95 like that was like literally it it was like literally like noise and like <laughs> and like like you know just random beats and like right, i right. feel like the genre is actually like grown into something talented i feel that way with a lot of metal mm-hmm. like kind of a thing so like having like one of the original fathers of said death metal because i mean he was the original vocalist for um cannibal corpse so i mean like, right, right. back then i mean like i mean god the, those guys are freaking gods among among men in like this genre so having like this guy say it's like oh i don't like where the genre is heading it's like like that's where i say like you don't like where it's heading like what talented right right notable like contemporary talk worthy <laughs> i mean like think where you were like freaking Gosh, I mean, Christ, it's close to, what, 30 years ago now? Yeah. Or not? 20 years ago? Okay. Whatever. It doesn't even matter. 95. Dude, math is hard. I don't even care. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, 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 just sounds like somebody with, like, a little bit of sour grapes. But six feet under, though. Sour which this is the part I don't understand, and I guess this is where I I kind of jump on like the Jamie Joseph comment. It's like, oh, like it's beneath you to actually like bring up like new and upcoming artists. Like Six Feet Under is doing fine. Mm-hmm. They've been recording music like the whole time, like ever since he left Campbell Corpse, got on Six Feet Under. Six Feet Under has been like producing music for like the last like last fourteen years. Like sure. I mean, is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. I mean, yeah. Chodes are going to chode, you know what I mean? Pretty much. I want <laughs> I want the men that are supposed to be the leaders of the genre mm-hmm. to, like, stand up and be, like, the leaders of the genre. Like, right. bring your fellow brother in. Right, right. Especially no. at a time like this, man. I mean, like, seriously, everybody and their fucking mother has, like, an opinion about everything in the world right now. It's true. Right. It's like, so you saying that it's like, dude, everybody sucks except for me. Guess what? One out of five people uh-huh. might agree with you, but four out of five people are going to go in every other direction, and then, like, they're just going to blast you. Right. And now, even if you were a fan of, like, Six Feet Under, now you have to, like, choose, like, said side. It's like, oh, am I a fan now of Six Feet Under, or am I a fan of every other band in the world? Right, right. And it's 
like for a, a music listener like myself where like i have hundreds of thousands of tracks that like mm-hmm. i go through like on a like a monthly yearly basis kind of a thing it's like i don't want to have to make those decisions right so stop being a pompous asshole <laughs> just play music man don't even talk man it's like <clears throat> you know what I actually listen to a sports radio show, and, like, this guy actually has, like, some of the best advice, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, when he comes, like, to the guys that are, like, at the top of their at the top of their um, their being. Like, sure. whether they're the best in their sport, the best in their music, the best. And, like, his actual um, feedback is, get off the internet. Yeah, pretty much. Don't make – get off Twitter. You know what? Twitter can't hurt you. <laughs> if Twitter's bothering you, what you do is you unplug it. You unplug the mm-hmm. computer. You down you undownload the app, right. and then Twitter can't bother you anymore. You do not need your thoughts and mm-hmm. and opinions on like every single matter. That way, people like us in said podcast can now make fun of the fact <laughs> that Loudwire just made. No, they give us content. Right, it's content building. It's great. Uh-huh. We we appreciate that part of it, but at the same time, we want to appreciate music and not you being stupid. That's fair. That's fair. And I suppose that would be the end of my feud. Fabulous. Beef deeds. Ellis Dave, you wanna you wanna comment? Um, I I mean, when do I not want to comment? I've been waiting, but like I feel like you're holding back on me, brother. I have. Been I know it's a, I know it's a death metal conversation. You were, you were pretty long winded, and I didn't want to interrupt you in your fire. Do you have to poop? No. Okay. Not yet. All right. Should I have? Anthony's had should? this power this whole time. He could have shut me off at I any point. I can poop whenever I want. I just Thank you. like I. Uh, so I noticed this like trend with <clears throat> older artists. I'll say that right. Like, it's almost like okay. So you know how there's a midlife crisis. I feel like older <laughs> artists get into this like mindset where it's like an end of life crisis. Mm-hmm. Like they know that their like time in music is coming to an end, and they fucking hate it, and they get frustrated and pissed that like their best years are behind them, and they fucking take it out on everyone else. Right. And I, I think that's what this is right here. And if you're going to have the original fucking two-minute man wonder call you out, <laughs> like, that should probably fucking tell you that, yeah. bud, you, you probably shouldn't have said what you said. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm curious about who puts a round table together with a bunch of death metal artists. Like it's like, what, what kind of conversation is that? I want to know what that room Why smelled like. <laughs> <laughs> That makes one of us. How many sacrifices of the gods have you made today? Oh, which gods? Four. <laughs> Man. Guys, I'm so sorry. I'm not making fun of the death metal. Like, like I said, like it's no. a small selection for me, but like there's actually a, a good percentage. I'm, a, I'm more of a death core guy. I like death core. Mm-hmm. Death itself. I think my boys in Plea of Insanity. I love those guys. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish they would come out of the uh, the woodworks. Uh, Plea of Insanity and Spider Gates. Yeah, absolute freaking sweethearts. Mm-hmm. I think Mr. Barnes needs to uh, reevaluate his uh, his ideology when it comes to metal music, and and should probably get a publicist or somebody to control his Twitter account. <laughs> yeah, probably because um, this is so. If you remember, all all the good like feuds and everything that we've had and all these things that have blown up over the last like five years have all started with something like this. Mm-hmm. Mr. Christopher Brown started on Twitter like this, ruffling feathers and calling people out and saying all like it just it it never goes anywhere good. 
Right. You're not going to get more fans by shitting on other artists. Sure. You're not going to you're not going to maintain your own fans if they know all you do is shit on other artists and no one's ever going to be as cool as you. Right. Right. So like if you're going to isolate yourself just just understand what you're doing. Like when when things start they're coming up a little faster than you anticipated as the end of the road, you know, uh maybe do some self-reflecting and ask yourself if that was the right course of action to take. Because I'm willing to bet that it's not. It's a good, it's a good assumption. <laughs> All right, good feud. Beautiful. Dave, are you ready? Yes, sir. Are you ready for main events? Are you ready? Hey. Are you ready? I feel like we might be recording now. We don't have that. We don't have that countdown like we used to. Yeah, I don't have it on here. I can put a metronome. On I could probably want. do a no, pretty good Scott Staff impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today's main event topic. Topic for discussion, boys. Little discussion topic, discussion. which means we don't have to uh, just let Marcus do all the talking because <laughs> God knows how that, how that goes. Um, so I'm, uh, I, I lovingly call this segment The Grass is Greener. Uh-huh. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about a couple of bands that have that had some uh, lineup changes, whether it be uh, a uh, lead vocalist that went from like one band to another band. Um, we'll um, full bands that like lost like a lead singer and like moved on to like other uh, other situations, and uh, we'll see how this um, we'll see how this conversation actually uh, goes. And by all means, if you have like feedback, obviously you know uh, the HMOA six pack uh, at gmail dot com is the uh, best way to uh, go ahead and send that to us or. There's a link somewhere on our social medias where you can actually send us uh, video messages if you are so obliged. Yeah, so obliged. Go so ahead and disagree with us. I, I feel like obliged is like the wrong word. I feel like inclined. If you're so inclined, you can uh, you can leave us and yeah. like, you know maybe we'll play those like later if on. There's an inclination for you. Inclination sounds like a disease. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> so should we start with our first one on the list? Let's go down the list you made. We should. Okay. Should we embrace the list? With arms wide open. That's good. <laughs> I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm scared, but I'm proud of you. All right. So the first group of artists that we will uh, we will discuss today, uh, right at the we'll, we'll go right from the top of that said list. Well, um, so Audio Slave versus Rage Against the Machine. Mm-hmm. For those of you that don't know your musical history, Audio Slave is literally the band of Rage Against the Machine minus Zach Del Rosa. See, I always thought it was more like Soundgarden. Mm. But they added Chris Cornell. So, so I guess the grass is greener. So I guess we're talking about the the band of Rage Against the Machine after Zach De La Rosa literally went nuts. Which, fun history lesson for all of y'all. If you don't remember, around the time that Zach De La Rosa decided to go nuts was around the same time he decided to climb the curtain of the uh, MTV Music oh, Awards. Yeah. Like when the band was accepting an award right. for like one of the MTV Music Awards, he literally climbed the curtain and everybody was like playing it off like it was like staged. No. <laughs> no, he's just No, crazy. it definitely wasn't staged. Like he definitely like lost his ever-loving gourd cuz like after said award ceremony, Rage Against the Machine kind of disappeared for yep. like probably a decade. Yeah. Yep. A decade and full of rehab. Yeah, it was. Pretty much. It literally was. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, 
to the I guess to the band's credit, like after they decided to, uh, it's like okay, he went nuts, but we're not done making music yet. They decided to pair off with uh, I don't know a a, a cult legend in uh, Chris Cornell, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and further create music. So I don't. I mean, if you want to go with with either or, I mean they're two totally different yeah. genres, and especially when you change the lead singer. Especially when your lead singer is from another band, so it sounds like the same band. To be honest with you, like if you didn't know right. either band, like obviously we're aware of, right. of the two different and the two different songs, but right, like if you would just assume it's like a different album because it's similar in sound. Right, right. You listen to Chris Cornell, like you said, that's like Soundgarden. Yeah, that's it. But it was I. Now I feel Audio Slave was like a little like musically more talented. Oh, than I, I, I. I don't even want to go with more talented because I think the, the members of Soundgarden are, are talented. I just think Soundgarden's a little more 2000s, like 90s to 2000s, because they're just more like that new metal kind of grunge. Yeah. If anything. I and, mean, you can. I feel like you can definitely tell. Like, okay, so for the the Chris Cornell, like, all right, Chris Cornell's sound is very unique. So like, all of his music kind of sounds similar. But you can definitely tell the difference of Temple of the Dog versus Audio Slave or Soundgarden. Right, right. But Audio Slave and Soundgarden definitely sound relatively closer together, musically anyway. Yes, um, yes. How would you gauge cult success between the two bands? Like, if you had to put, like, so Audio Slave versus, like, Rage Against the Machine. Like, because I, I know Rage Against the Machine has, like, that cult audience. Well, yeah, I mean, Rage is, is more for, like, people who listen to Rage. They're not for, uh, like, the people. Does that make sense? And then Audio Slave, I feel, is more mainstreamed. Yeah. Than sure. Rage was. Okay. I feel like Audio Slave... That I could definitely buy, because, like, Rage Against Machine has, like, that weird... Like, they do all that quirky, like... like and It's definitely a different sound. Like, I'll, I'll give that, like, a million... Like, a million percent. Like, it's definitely a different sound. Like, almost makes you wonder... It's if, a like, lot the, more mellow, too. Almost makes you Audio wonder Slaves. if the band was, like, done with it. Some of those that beat horses are the same <laughs> that drink Fosters. Is that an Australian joke? <laughs> Do they even have horses in Australia? I thought, I thought that was the... Probably not. The camel spiders probably ate them all. They're massive snakes that Marcus loves so much. Did I? I <laughs> have you seen that video about the guy from Australia? Oh, that one. <laughs> who? With who, the stuff and the no, dude? No, like, it was, just, it was just like him with a microphone and... Like somebody said something about like what you said essentially like the crazy animals out there. Yeah. And then oh yeah. And then, yeah. 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 Because then he was like, "Well, like, you guys got have black like, bears. Yeah, you got like four <laughs> kinds of bears and leopards and <laughs> shit." <laughs> yeah. He's like, uh, "The only bear we have is a hippie, <laughs> <laughs> like koala." Uh, oh, Australia. I think, um, I think it's very tough to compare Rage to Audio Slave mm-hmm. just because. Of the different success and trajectory that they both experienced. Right. Right. Um, and I feel like Rage started out as, like, a cult thing, but then it morphed into, like, an entity of its own. And then Audio Slave started as a cult thing because of Chris Cornell, but then they became mainstream, which kind of projected all of Chris Cornell's other stuff also. Yeah, I, I mean, well, yeah, in theory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, no. I I feel that. I mean, Soundgarden was was fairly well known. I mean, not 
I mean, what? Black Hole Sun? Won't you come? Soundgarden yeah. is the is like the top four of uh, grunge. Sure. Like it's like Soundgarden, sure. Nirvana, Alice in Chains, and for whatever reason, the fourth one is escaping me. Right. But that's fine. Uh, never heard of them. Uh, Nirvana? <laughs> he said Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana? Yeah, there were two. There were three. You said Alice in Chains was two. And somebody that's actually probably one. more, because like, that's probably how I would rate that. Yeah. Because. Grunge? I could care less about Oh, Nirvana. fucking. Uh, fucking, yeah. Stone? Stone. Oh, Stone Temple Pilots? Yeah. Stone Temple Pilots? Fucking... Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I'm trying to think like that. <laughs> yeah, may- that well, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I don't yeah, know, no, man. I don't know. That's probably right. Stained. No, no, that's probably, <laughs> that's probably Stained. Stained is technically fucking. No, no, Stained's new metal. Ugh. Their first don't, show. Don't so was Slipknot, remember. Don't forget. Twas grunge. Twas grunge. Teach me how Twas to grunge. 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 Stained was like 99. They're, like, they're, they're, they're way yeah. Way yeah. Mud shovel. Mud shovel. Yeah, it was like 98, 99. It's been a while since. No, it might have been, it might have been Pilots. I don't know. I'm 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 blacking out like I'm blacking out like with like with the uh the the thing with this. It's probably the beer. Yeah, it probably, it might be. The bla- it's it's hundred percent the beer. It's fine. It's definitely the beer. Mm. All right, so okay. this is we're we're not we're not actually coming to conclusions today, boys. No, right? it's we're, a discussion. We're, we are discussing. It's a, it's a we're discussing. Table. So let's get let's get a little more metal. Want to get a little more metal with it? Black metal? Because there's only so. one good black metal singer in black. No, metal. I'm thinking of the band oh. Arch Enemy. Ooh. And if you are a cult follower of this band, you know this argument real well. Um, Alyssa White Glues versus Angela Gossow. I mean, I can't give too much because I didn't listen to Arch Enemy very much before her. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. But so Gossow was a part of it from uh, like 1998 to 2000. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's not correct at all. <laughs> I mean, no. This thing lied to me. You're a liar. Hold on, before I say another stupid thing, let me make sure I have my facts straight. I'm sorry, Angela Gossow. <laughs> Until 2014. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, gosh, yeah, she was uh-huh. like way more than two years. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. I am so sorry. I'm so embarrassed. And then 2015 to present is uh, Angela White Glues. Okay, so right. the music itself. This is what I know about the music itself. If if I listen to Arch Enemy in like 2012 and I listen to Arch Enemy in 2015, I can tell you that there is not a lick of difference between the two. Not really. Well, I can't fully say that because some this is like, like I mean, there's it's not a lot, but there's a few where uh, Melissa does your queens, and that wasn't a thing before. That was, but that came way later. Like okay. that was a that was a that was a like a few releases later, like 2017, 2018, I think. Um, and my, I'm doing a really bad job with like my uh, with my research with you guys, and apparently I don't have a search bar on this app anymore, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, you don't need that. That's, that's cool. stupid. But like Alyssa did actually like present like the uh, the actual like cleans and like to the music, which right. wasn't there before. Correct. Um, Arch Enemy instrumentally has always been like very talented. They're technically a supergroup. Yeah. Arch Enemy was like produced from members of Carcass, Armageddon, Carnage, Merciful Fate, 
Spiritual Beggars, The Agonist, Nevermore, Nevermore. and Guitarists. They're guitarists. Disgusting. Right. So, like, <clears throat> they're, they're technically, like, a super group. And I brought this band up for, like, uh, the Grass is Greener, like, segment because, like, I know there's, like, a uh, there's like a cult following that's, like, oh, Angela, Angela, Angela. And then, like, there's right. the other half is like, yeah, well, this is okay. I, I think it depends where you started. I guess so, because, like, maybe that's crazy. Like, I mean, I come from the Agonist. I mean, I listened to Agonist before she went over to Arch Enemy. Right, and that was so Alyssa, I'm, wasn't it? I'm used to right, it. Was a, it was originally Alyssa. Yeah. And now it's Angela. Correct. <laughs> they, they, they swapped. It's weird. Yeah, I don't understand. I happen to be a big fan of Alyssa. I, I Like, I, that would... Uh-huh. That's the girl that Marcus is going to marry. I'm you make Connie. sure you tell Connie. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling on you. We each get a hall pass. <laughs> and that's we got yours. a list of five. All right, no questions asked. <laughs> Mark's got Alyssa and Jason Momoa. You know what? The, you know what? The reason why. And <laughs> let me too? let me let me back it up. Oh. Like like other than you know like you know, <clears throat> man child desires. <laughs> um. <laughs> I appreciate what like Alyssa actually does like for the band like mm-hmm. her actual like image her her sure. her um her presence because like everybody knows social media is like a huge thing like nowadays and like she is like huge on like the social media presence right portion of their right. band like she'll do backstage stuff like she'll do interviews like she'll do pretty much anything that they she possibly can to like you know get her name out and like she doesn't it's not just about Alyssa it's like you know it's sure. And that's what I appreciate about Alyssa. Not that Angela didn't do that, but you know what? For for a heavy band trying to bring in a modern artist, I actually think Alyssa is the appropriate person. Yeah, I mean, she fit the bill fine. Angela, who I actually had the pleasure of seeing live before. Mm-hmm. Angela is just an angry lady. <laughs> She's so mad. So mad. So mad. All right. Uh, I don't next. Know about her. <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna, we're, we'll just keep going. We, uh, if you want, I can segment for you. Sure. Um, we got Bad Wolves. Ooh. Uh, originally Tommy Vexed, and now we have Daniel, uh, Laskowicz, right? Yep. DL. Close enough. DL. Which he was the guitarist to the Acacia Strain. Thank you. You're welcome. You should know that name. I should also <laughs> because should. we reached out to him to do our album and he never got back to us. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Okay. <laughs> He's um, a local boy though. He's over yes. in uh, Springfield, yeah, yeah, local yeah. area, whatever. Western Mass. So I, I have mixed feelings with this. I mean, I'll blatantly tell you that I, I like Tommy Vex, 170 times better. Yes. One, he's a better vocalist. He's a more, what's the word? Um, Practice, I guess. Seasoned? Better. Yeah, we go. Seasoned. Because, I mean, he's been in, what, seven different bands? I mean, it seems like he's been in bands since he was, like, 15. But the thing is, is Tommy Vex is very versatile. He can do, yeah. like, anything. And... He made the band. Uh, let's he be did. And, I mean, I'm not going to go into the political side of things because there's a lot of shit between them. Right. And but he was, like, most of it and every, whatever. I'll, I'll look into that part. But, I mean... Plus, I think they only have the one single out, right? With DL, am I correct? Uh, life, it's the only one life, that I've... Lifeline or something no. like that? Right. Lifeline? 
and it's just it's just i don't even even the sound though like not necessarily just his vocals obviously it's changed like the actual like genre almost yeah. is way different it's a lot more it's a whole new band it's a it's a lot more mainstream it's it's very basic like when bad wolves came out like they had a almost it was almost a super group like they had a lot of like a lot of but talent. I always saw it like like Bad Wolves. I actually always saw it was like Tommy Vex's like mainstream thing because like sure. I remember bad. I my first experience with like Tommy Vex was like Divine Heresy, right? Of course. And like that's like I'm like oh, mm-hmm. and like that's like with Dino Cavalera mm-hmm. and like whatnot. And, like it like I listen like the music and I'm like oh that's why Dino picked this guy up because like it's just it's right. it's Bell like all over again yeah. right. like kind exactly. of thing and. I thought Bad Wolves, like when like Bad Wolves, like because they have they have some they have some good stuff. Right. They have some good stuff out there, but they it's have like like they have that song that's like about like remember when and like it's going back to like it's just like really Tom. We, we went over that. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, I get that. That's probably it. We we probably did. So I I always felt like Bad Wolves was like always like Tommy Vex's like mainstream yeah. like. Like get out there, like get on octane and right. like whatnot, and like, you got octanized. Octanized. He, he, he got something. He got something. He's an octobot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I was. I mean, that was an easy. I mean, it's hard to judge. I mean, even like if you're not biased, as at least personally I am, but you only have one song to really base it off. All right, Dave. You can you can you can lead this one. Kill switch engaged. You have Ugh. Jesse Leach and Howard Jones, and this yes. is difficult too because yes. you start yes. and then you end with the same person. Yes. Can so, I um? I'm sorry. I hate to uh, I hate to backtrack. Okay. It is more than one single. Oh, I'm sorry. They do have a 12 song album. Do they? That is out. Shows how much <laughs> they've really like. No, evolved. no, but. Right. In all fairness, they they literally like, I just looked it up on Spotify really quick because I just mm-hmm. wanted to like do like a little bit of fact check fact checking. Lifeline literally has like four million listens. The next closest song is like something called "If Tomorrow Never Comes" that has two, and the rest of them are like four hundred thousand and below. Right. So, the the album didn't catch. I'm mm-hmm. not overly familiar. I will say just like, just to kind of, kind of comment like the the song Lifeline like. I actually feel like his cleans are very similar to like what Tom Tommy had. Like sure. not obviously spot on. Sure. Like Tommy has like good pipes and like whatnot, but his cleans are very very similar. Mm-hmm. But like just basing it on like that song, like they're relying a little bit more on like the backtracking. They're a little bit, a little bit more of the. Uh, there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of production in like in mm. in like the new stuff like kind of a thing. Uh, are they better off with or without? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, you got the you got the one big one. I mean, it did make it to my playlist. I mean, I I actually enjoyed the tune. Mm-hmm. But we don't judge. I'm personally a Tommy fan. Mm-hmm. Like when Tommy does like his solo tour, like I would probably. Mm-hmm. I want to do more. I want to do more. To- I want to do more to- like solo tours. Like I used to, it used to be like a thing, like when Corey Taylor. But like you know what? Like I'm over that. Like I want. I, like when. People come around and do like solo shit. I just want to go like hang out with them. I remember, well, I think Aaron Lewis did it too, but Corey Taylor, like they used to just go to bars randomly and be like, right. "Hey, can I just play?" I'd be like, "Yeah," and then he would. They would just 
Yeah, like, no, like not like it wasn't like what you know, showing all over the place. He's gonna be here. No, he would just show up randomly. Yeah. So whoever was there, and then you know, ever shows up, obviously. But it's like, oh, cool. This is pretty sweet. It's fun. Impromptu shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not promoted or anything. Yeah. So again, didn't mean to derail that one, but. All right, Dave. Let's let's hear it. Um, so with Kill Switch Engage, obviously they start out with Jesse Leach. Um, they started getting all kinds of momentum. Uh, and the the big one during his tenure in the beginning was My Last Serenade. Yeah, that love was, that yeah. song. It's a great song. I absolutely love that song, and I love. I, he- I love hearing the differences between the performances of Jesse and Howard sure. with that song because when uh, when the end of Heartache album came out, they did that, that you know, like I said, all the bonus tracks or whatever that I used to always listen to, yes. and it would cover My Last Serenade with Howard Jones, yep. the live performance or whatever, and it, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, wow. Like, Howard's version of it, like, wow. I mean, don't get me wrong. Too. I mean, to jump to it, I feel Howard has more better pipes Yes, but... What I was going to say is that on the signal fire, the signal fire kind of shows you how similar they both really are. Sure. Because they're, they're matched up. And how, like, there's certain parts in the signal fire where you're like, who's singing? Right. You know, and it's like, okay, that's that's a testament to both of them. Um, in the beginning, Jesse was nowhere near the vocalist that he is now. No. And he and he goes in interviews and talks about that all the time. How he had horrible, horrible technique. He had horrible practice. He'd be... Mm-hmm. He'd have a lost voice after every show. He'd be screaming his throat out, like, just horrible, horrible technique and stuff. Um, I think this, and this is the tough answer, is that Kill Switch Engage got that push over the hump and, like, and started, like, getting blasted everywhere with Howard Jones. Mm-hmm. When that Howard was Jones their got big there, one, yeah. that was the big End push. of heartache. And it was, but it wasn't just the end of heartache. There was my curse. There was a daylight uh, Rose of Sharon. There was mm-hmm. all these other songs that just kept on like stacking their repertoire. That just like holy shit, these guys can still, they're still melting faces. Like every album right. they come out with is great, you know. And so I mean, don't get me wrong, too. I mean, the band also helps. I mean, oh, they're absolutely. all extremely talented. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, and for sure. Song structure and everything. Yeah, Adam D. It, crazy. Crazy talented. Mm-hmm. He used to be the drummer, uh, which weirds me out. <laughs> but um, I think it's that 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 mixture <clears throat> that I think the perfect mixture of Kill Switch Engage was with Howard Jones. Yeah, but I'm, I, yeah. The Kill Switch Engage now with Jesse Leach is, I'd say like eighty eighty five percent there. Mm-hmm. It's still up there. There's still yeah, kill switch. Right. There's still, you know, um, I've ne- I have not been to a kill switch show. I've never even seen kill switch live ever. No. So I haven't seen them live now, and I feel like it'd be weird if like Jesse sang. I've like, only seen him with Howard songs. Um, Jesse, when we saw them, I said That's we saw them in I think 2000 and it was either 15 or 16, something like that. And then like I've checked out like the torch, you know, mm-hmm. but nothing's really grasped me from them. So and, yeah, I I, I agree. And it's like uh, it feels like everybody's chasing that kill switch mixture. It's it's weird because you can only so when switch. light the torch. Well, what was it originally? Uh, devil. The devil you know. Devil you know. You know like that kind of when it swapped over, they had the few songs were really good. Like I I like those tunes, and then they put out the new album, and I'm just not. I've listened to it. I just I don't nothing. Yeah. Nothing grabs. Work. 
for me. And like even the stuff that Howard Jones did with Jared Dines, like yeah, I see the talent. Same there, thing. I, and I yeah. I appreciate Howard Jones. Look, if Howard Jones puts out a song, I'm gonna listen to it, no matter what. Right. But I have not since Killswitch listened to anything from Howard Jones and been like, wow, this is awesome. I agree. But I, agree I can say you. the same thing about Killswitch with Jesse Leach. Sure. The Signal Fire is literally like the only song post everything that I listen to with both of them. Like that's I don't know. I uh I wish things worked out differently. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean <laughs> you know? it's always and, and I think it's the same like with Arch Enemy. It depends where you start. Yeah. If you started with Jesse, like when they first came out, right? Like you're gonna be more prone to that because you're used to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? What are your thoughts, Marcus? If you have any, I can say like this band, like I mean the the band overall, like so, it's hard to pick like which singer like you like versus like the other one because you know what, like Killswitch Engage is like such a dynamic band, right? That. And like seeing them live, I've I've seen them live on a, a couple of occasions, and like I actually have to like really think hard about like because like so the years I've seen them, I think I've actually seen both. I've seen Jesse Leach and Howard Jones, like front and kill switch engage in my lifetime. It's hard to pick them apart. Like I know people have like their favorites. I understand Howard Jones is probably like more of like the clean aspect, and Jesse Leach has right, more right. of like the uh the the metal the metalcore scream aspect. And what I appreciate, I think, about like this whole situation is like they each didn't like leave necessarily negative terms. Like they think they each had like a, like a health situation. Like Leach originally left because like he was fighting depression. Mm -hmm. Jones had his thing, which I think was reported as like like diabetes. It was like kind of fucking him up, like kind of a thing. But, and then, you know, Jesse like come back, came came back and, which is cool that they, that they just kept the same. There was a rumor that Phil Labonte was going to fill in. Well, he did at a couple of their shows. He but he was, he, there was a rumor he was going to be the full-time filler. Well, he filled and in then for... Jesse was probably like, no, guys, I'll just come back. <laughs> just come well, back, please. Well, no, so please they had tryouts. Uh, they made Jesse try out again for the band when they were looking for another vocalist, and they settled on Jesse. Yeah. Um, after, probably the chemistry is there. Yeah. Well, and he, he went through years of vocal training and stuff, sure. too, to like up his game because right. he knew he had to. And look, I got all the respect in the world for Jesse. I'm not knocking Jesse no. at all. I think he's... A great vocalist. I think he's a great frontman. I think he can he can hang with Howard, but he's not Howard. And the thing that sets Howard apart is everything that Howard did with Killswitch Engage. Right. So it's like you can't. Agree. It's apples to oranges, unfortunately, and it, it's it's as close to you know as close to similar as you can get without being quite there. It's not. Right. right. Uh, I respect the shit out of both of them. I will listen to. Like, if Killswitch comes out with a new song and I fucking see it, like, if it comes across my... Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Same thing with Howard Jones. Whatever he does. Any mm-hmm. any project he does. True, and, uh, true. You know, and that's the thing, too, because, like, you know what, like, I actually love about the fact, like, so, like, Howard Jones, like, uh, Howard Jones, the uh, the devil you know was fine. Like, yeah. I, th- I thought they were, like... When they first, I wasn't... No, it was like, you know, I, th- I thought he was just trying to go, like, way heavier than, like, maybe he was comfortable with... He didn't really have the supporting cast like behind him that was like as talented as like what he was playing with, like before, and light the torch. I actually feel like is like he's getting closer and like more where he belongs, like kind of a thing. Listen, that release, Die Alone, Die Alone's really good. 
is an amazing track. Safety of Disbelief. The Safety really of good. Disbelief is an yep. amazing Calm track. Calm Before the Storm is really good. <laughs> and we had the opportunity of seeing Light the did. Torch. And that dude is just like humble pie, He's man. Like that up. guy just like is like, dude, thank you so much for like being out here. Thank you for like being in front of me. It's just like, what are you talking about? You're a fucking legend for right. Christ's sake. It's just like, what do you mean? Well, it's, thank hard. You? it's hard when you, when you start a whole new band yeah. like that, regardless who you are. Maybe that's what I appreciate about him, though, because he's not like, oh, I'm Howard Jones. Like, of course, we're fucking popular. It's like, no, like, thank you very much for like being here mm-hmm. and like whatnot. And they, now, had some, they had a lot of shit when they switched names. Eh? That really fucked them up, too. Yeah. And that was the thing. They were just getting momentum, you know, mm-hmm. and then another momentum killer. So it's yeah. just. But now they're actually like doing the tour, like with Killswitch. Yeah, which is pretty cool. And they're collabing mm-hmm. and like they're doing the things like back and forth. Which is really it's, cool like, that they have that friendship yeah. you know it's fucking it's, amazing it's not that's like, amazing and to like, go back huge. to your feud it's not like a fighting thing because someone's better than the other no 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 they're in it together like that's just and it shows that, that they're mature enough to i mean christ not even knowing like the legalities <clears throat> you got to think like the royalties are probably bouncing bouncing back and forth between like all these right. guys not that everybody's like well off but it's just like no there's no there's no like hatred there's no love right. loss it's no, like yo Let's like get together. Like let's do this. Like the signal fight. It's like, come on, are you kidding yep. me? Like let's let's get everybody together, man. It's like, bring this band, bring this band, bring Here this vocal. Phil Labonte and Jesse Leach and Howard Jones. How many bands have song? you broken up with that like you can actually like have like a civil conversation with that like that person? And we're fucking small time. Like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But these guys are like actually like bouncing around like millions of dollars and millions of fans, so like kind of a thing, and that like they can actually like get together and collaborate. Mm-hmm. So are they better off without each other? No. Are they like right? Are they good regardless? Cha. Yeah. And some of the other side products. So uh, times of grace. Times are yeah, that's true. Times of grace too. Which you still have Adam. So in all fairness, you get that. You have another piece to the puzzle. Does that make any sense? <laughs> Is that hard to swallow, Dave? <laughs> What's the matter, buddy? Say your thoughts. It's a radio program. We require your yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shifty eyes don't work. I just had a burp. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no burping on a beer show. <laughs> Which, I mean, the new album's been kind of weird. In all fairness. It is. You know, they're, they're a cool group of artists, so, like, they're, like, it's a it's lot a, more a, artistic, I feel. Oh, definitely. It's it's a lot more kind of like we're not really following a certain genre. We're just doing whatever we want, which is which is what's awesome about side projects because you can literally do whatever you want. That's and you the don't point have, of a side project. It's like why any, would you do right. a side project if it's going to be exactly the same exactly. as like what you've already 100%. been producing? It's like if you're right. going to do the same thing that you've already been producing, like stay with your original thing that's making millions of dollars. <laughs> like when David Draymond did Device. It's just disturbed. It sounded the same. I mean, it was a little I industrial. I disagree heavily with that because that was like that was heavily industrial. Yeah, I don't know. It still sounded like disturbed, like crazy industrial. Because industrial, just your bed. But it, it, I think because it's David Draymond. That, well, that's the thing because like, like, you know, we we talked about this like a like a little while ago. Like Audio Slave like brings on Chris Cornell, so like all it does is sound like Soundgarden. Yeah, it was like a souped up Soundgarden. Right. Though. Like if you're like you're really like paying attention, like Soundgarden like is fine. It's like yeah, whatever. It's um, it's Soundgarden, like, of course. Like, sure. Yeah, we're fine. But Pearl Jam was the other. Pearl Jam <laughs> was the fourth crowd. I don't know why this like just, <laughs> it's just, just really it just shot like right up in there. Like completely random. Seattle, Pearl Jam baby. Was, like, the big four. Um, <clears throat> but Audio Slave was like a like a souped up version of like 
Soundgarden, yeah. like kind of a thing. And well, that that can actually segue to our next one with Adam Gontier. It totally yeah. can. So because three days grace versus Saint Asonia. And why are you shaking your head? So I'm just gonna put my balls on the table and do it. Essentially, we can smash them with a hammer. What made Three Days Grace Three Days Grace in my mind? Say it. <laughs> Do you want me to say it? Say it. What am I saying? Say it. It's Adam Gontier. Yes. I mean, his vocals. Yes. And his writing. Oh, he is when wrote all like the, literally all your brain says Three Days Grace. So I'm not gonna talk about the new singer yet, but when you listen. Santa Sonia, it's the same. It's almost the same thing. It's almost the same genre. Again, you have Adam Gontier, so you have that same vocal that makes Three Days Grace, Three Days Grace. Don't get me wrong. Their guitarist is the current guitarist sustained, and he's disgusting. I mean, he's a, I feel he's a lot more talented than whatever, but mm-hmm. it's still the same kind of genre. There must have been some kind of fight somewhere. There had to have been some battle between them. Because oh, if you're going to go off and do the same thing, clearly you're not. You know what I mean? Well, I, f- well, I feel like, I feel like what Adam brought to Three Days Grace was it was his. So his voice was unique. Mm-hmm. His his lyrics were unique, and he could write songs. Right. He can write his heart out, and mm-hmm. he's proven that. Right. He's proven that now. You know. And. I remember, like, Three Days Grace, uh, you know, when, when he left, I was like, oh, like, so the band's broken up? And they're like, no, we're going to still go. And I was like... Okay, and it was I'll, a, it was I'll, a weird replacement. And I was like, I'll from, check it out. And then I was like, what is this? From My Darkest Days? Like, like the this? voice is weird. Like, yeah. I, I, I've never liked My Darkest Days to begin with. That song, what was it? Porn, Porn Star, Star Dancing, Dancing, yeah. Oh, yeah, electronic with, <laughs> with Luda. Or Zach, <laughs> or whichever file you downloaded. Yeah. But it just... It's just ne- hasn't been the same. Hasn't come back for me. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan. Um, I, I, and and I think as, as a fan, it's tough because it's like, I wanna, I wanna keep Three Days Grace and Kill Switch Engage in my mind. <laughs> the I'm way pretty that, sure the it's, way that I, the way that the I appreciated same them. Members though, for for um, Three Days Grace. Right. Pretty sure it's the same three other guys or whatever. Right. From the beginning. But I feel like, and it sucks to say it, I feel like Adam by himself was like 40% of that. I, I 100% agree. And I feel like his band now is 40% Three Days Grace. Exactly. <laughs> like, just, just, you know, it's... Um, it's one of those things when you have such a unique voice like that to just like swap and start over, it just, it follows you. Yeah, it's just shitty too because it's like, you know, we're never going to know. Like, Wow, my timeline is like way off. Like you guys can't work this out ever, <laughs> <You're> right? Please <laughs> like, Mom, fix Dad, yourselves. Please. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it was so long ago that he left. Yeah, yeah. It was twenty thirteen. I mean, yeah. yeah, which I don't think Santa Sonia's done anything recently, to my knowledge. Because like, there's a song like, I have so many friends that like make fun of this song, but like, right, left, wrong. Mm-hmm. I actually really enjoy. But that came out in, like eighteen, so that was like the new guy, the Mountain. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Yeah, I'm done with you. Yeah, whatever, guy. Three Days Grace did an album. Oh, Tupac, what? 
Uh, it was back in 06. It was called 1X. Uh-huh. And that. that's the one that they had the cover of... Um, the Weird Stick People. Uh, uh, 1X. Right here. Why can't I find it? Stick People. I didn't like the cover. This one? No. You didn't like the cover? No, the song they covered, yeah. Oh, what? the song they covered. What's the song? Like, why um, can't I... Yeah, I know which one. I have it on my thing. Don't Someone you used side. to know. Someone Don't you used to know. No, it was... Somebody that you used to know. No, it's a different song <laughs> that they covered. Somebody that you used to know. I'm making bad radio right now, but like there was <laughs> there was another song they covered. Is it? Yeah. That's what they covered? Yeah. That's not the song. Somebody that I That's used not the song I'm thinking that of. I used to know. <laughs> Shit. You know what's weird is that they have Chalk Outline. That was like one of the last no ones. That, that was the last album. What's that song? I don't know. Strange what desires to make stupid people do. That, is that, the, is that the <laughs> I never dreamed that yeah. I'd think. I don't think that's Three Days Grace. It is Three Days Grace. Corey Taylor does a cover of it and him does a cover of it. What's that song called? Why can't I think of it? Um... I don't want to fall in love, I guess. Want to fall in love. It was 3D. Okay, anyway, move on. That's fine. Um, I think, yeah, Transit of Venues was the last one that uh, Adam was on. So it's weird. They have Chalk Outline because that one was on the radio with Adam Gontier. But they also have the same song with, I forget the new guy's name, with him. I can probably look that up because I do have a computer in front of me. I can feel it. Oh, that's wrong. <laughs> that's wrong, Dave. Sorry. Get out. Okay. Something that I used to know is actually a new a new cover. It still that was has. 2020. Oh, I actually cool. enjoy that song too. So whatever, you two. <laughs> oh, I hate you two. Fuck that band. Stop can we being... just say that right now? Which one? Fucking you two. Fuck that band. And since yeah. we're on the topic of you two and covers, no fucking worst. Sunday, bloody Sunday, eat a dick, you two. You suck. They're not I hate even, you. Yeah, you two, stop putting your British. goddamn playlist on my fucking. Fuck you, Bono. Apple. Uh, Matt Waste. There you go. <laughs> my darkest days. That's his name? Yeah. <laughs> wicked game. That's what it is. Yeah, Three okay, days games. Wicked game. Wicked game. I don't think it's them. It is them. Look at it. it. It has the stick figures and everything. I don't it's think, wicked I think you it's made that up. R- I think that's untrue. Um, I'll, I will illegally play it over these airwaves. <laughs> Please don't. August 3rd, 2014. <laughs> don't. Three Days Grace. Wicked game. 2014. This album came out in 2006. Bam. He's been drinking. Studio session. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. They did it. <laughs> Doesn't We're matter. We're all wrong. Thank you for tuning. Uh, <laughs> No, but I mean that's this is a fun argument though. It's just awesome. It's just not. <laughs> it's just not the same. Fuck you, Bono. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, him I'm too. Still not over it, him man. Him too. I fucking hate that guy. Well, like usual, our conversations have gone nowhere. We digress. Except I am going to listen to Wicked Game by Three Days. You break. do that. You just enjoy. How dare you not know what your the song was? Fake music. It's not fake. It's right there. Uh-huh. Is it I'm on, looking right at is it. Is it on the internet, Marcus? Yes. So you believe everything? Yes. Okay. Look at it. Look at it. 1X. 2006. 
and then Wicked Game, 1X, right on the cover. 2014. Right <laughs> don't even get, I, I, I don't even care. 1X was 2004. Bam! <laughs> oh, no. Get, the deluxe version. Listen, <laughs> the there's a lot of shit going on with Spotify right now, and nobody yeah, knows true. when anything was added that's to true. anything, like right now. Uh, that's fun. This is fun. Yeah, I We're feel like fun. they're they're just using this Joe Rogan topic to hey, disguise the fact that they're doing all this stuff behind the scenes to fix music. <laughs> yeah, apparently Spotify is going to start paying their podcasts. Ooh. Hey, 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 hey! Uh-huh. Listen, we just switched over to Anchor. I was going to say, which is We're like right Spotify. here, Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take us. I'm sorry. With uh, arms wide open. Here I am. Here I am for your paychecks. My sack of rice. We're going to need you all to start listening a little bit more because like, we got to get up there in the, uh, the the thousands range and we can start getting those Spotify sweet paychecks. Mm-hmm. All Ew. 12 cents stolen. Yeah. Any other grass greener people you have in mind? Um, I mean, I, I, think I, I mean, I have one, but I, I don't know if model. you guys, well, what do you got? I mean, I have falling universe and escape the fade. Okay. But I don't know if you guys know enough about them to really dwell. Well, the only other one that came to mind, it's not really like a, and it sucks and it's shitty and I'm sorry. It's not like a change, but drowning pool. Yeah, I think we were avoiding that. Dude, stop it. Was... it. I... That was in my rules. Okay. All right. <laughs> Only because it was more of an inevitable thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't like they left for because you smelled weird or something. <laughs> well, I'm sure now you remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you say that. So let's talk about, the, uh, let's talk about Escape the Fate versus Fallen Reverse. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things because it's similar to a Kill Switch thing because you start with Ronnie and then you go to Craig and then technically with Falling Universe, you go back to Ronnie. I know because I think Craig is still in Escape the Fate. I, Craig. I could be right. That might be wrong. At this, uh, I got this article here. It says Ronnie Radke versus Escape the Fate, the scene's biggest feud and what we learned about it. <laughs> well, sort of feud because when Ronnie came back with Falling Universe for their first album, almost every other song the lyrics had to do with you want to be like me pretty much just attacking greg more or less but a couple of years down the road they did a bury the hatchet tour and now everything's fine so I mean, so falling in falling yeah. reverse was like actually started like like friends of ronnie yes after he got out of prison <laughs> that's important Important little little. The thing, the thing is, is that Detail. Ronnie is very good at what he does. Yes, and he's very unique in how he does it. There's not many. If you listen to an Escape the Fate, I mean, a uh, Falling Universe song, there's not many things that are like it. With his vocal range, the weird shit that they do, the gnarly breakdowns. I mean, they're okay, very unique I'm, in their own right. I do have to add: Is Ronnie the actual guy that actually does like the the rap vocal? He does everything. Yes. Okay, he does that. Yeah. So I mean, like he's very versatile. I like Fallen Universe. Yeah, I've I have nothing against them. I mean, so for like for like boobs out, cocks out, man. Yeah, I like I like Fallen Universe. So 
Why are you giving me that look? Like you're really freaking. What's the matter? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just making I mean, sure you're I, set in your statement. I'm challenging you to think about what you said, and you're still confident. You know what? I'll listen to Ale- like asking Alexandria too. You know what? That's fine. I'm, I'm a bitch metal guy. How about Fergie? I do like some Fergie. <laughs> Fergie, delicious. Big girls don't cry. It's true. No, but you when, shut up. When I, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I started my escape to fate with. Uh, this world is ours, which is <laughs> when Craig jumped in. So I never knew anything prior to that. And then after seeing them live and then getting like their old albums, I was like, oh, different singer. Why do I like this so much better? And then, of course, falling in reverse. And I was like, okay, let's go. I, I prefer Ronnie as much as a crazy minded individual he is and his stream scare the shit out of me it's what makes the magic happen oh. yeah it's yeah i literally saw this like in the movie like he was like he was charged for murder but his friend had actually killed the guy and like he was just like it was a just... falsely accused situation right. it was, like, was self-defense man it was, he was just trying to protect his girl there's there's a lot to it but yeah they made this movie already nick cage stars in it and like con air <laughs> I guess any movie in theory. John Malkovich. I like John Malkovich. Steve Buscemi. He's like my favorite. Uh, who's the big one in that? John Malkovich. Is yeah, that? I love John Malkovich. I love them in the rounders because he's. I like him in red. Pay that man his money. Is it uh, red? Right? He's in red. He beats me. He beats me straight up. Who is the Who is the odd? The worst rushing accent you can ever possibly. He's crazy though. Oh, Ving Ving Rames was in that, right? Ving what? Connor. No. Oh, it did. Every like everybody was in Con Air, but wasn't there like a uh, like a musical artist or something that was like, I don't know. There's, there was a TV show called Crossbones, where John Malkovich was like Blackbeard, and it was phenomenal, because he's crazy, like he's absolutely insane. Yeah, there's something wrong with that guy. And it works though. Yep. That's why I like it. That's all I got for bands that were different people in my mind, that are either dead or. Oh, <laughs> it was oh. fucking Dave Chappelle. That's what I was thinking of. Like, so Dave Chappelle. So random. That was such. A, that was the oddball in it. Like, oh man. Well, it's like so Dane funny. Cook and waiting. Like, why are you here? His yeah. name was Screwball. And he. You got really you got sucked wheels. up by the. Uh, <laughs> the landing yeah, you got, gear. You, you got sucked up in the landing gear. And then had a. Pinball. Love, Pinball was his name. Love, Not Screwball. Love Pinball. Note. <laughs> love note attached to his shirt. Yep. Great flick. That is a good movie. See, Classic. Good. Jerry Brockheimer, man. That fucking guy. Yeah. But Steve Buscemi made that, man. All his little, the little tiny little scenes he'd have in those, like his little fucking son. He'd be like, oh shit. Hey, Garland. <laughs> I love it when the, when the plane's crashing. He's like, get all the tiny little babies. Oh. He got the whole world. <laughs> Shut up, you crazy fuck! We're gonna die. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. All right, we digress like superiorly. Go ahead, Dave. Take us home, buddy. No, not well, yet. Not yet. Not yet. Nope. Sorry. I am so sorry. You're Jesus a bad fucking person. Christ! I'm gonna call the police. Bad llama. Well, Dave had to be home by like nine thirty-two well, today. Listen, be... I'm gonna get beat up whether or not I get home on time. Okay. <laughs> so I may as well earn it. Did she hurt you? Shh. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> 
I have this doll. Please tell me where she touched. All right, we got some shout-outs for some local friends of not local to us, but like some awesome friends of ours. So, if people don't know this, we get the chance to hang out with them. Yeah, they're fucking awesome. They're sweethearts. Mm-hmm. We all got hugged. Uh huh. I bought uh, more merch. So, our friends in which we were speaking of is Cutthroat Conspiracy, uh, out of Texas, and um, if. You don't know. Well, let's put it this way: If you listen to this and don't know what whacking open air is, why are you listening to us? That's right, I guess. And if you don't, and you're like, I don't know, thirteen or whatever, whacking open air is like the largest possible like metal festival ever in Germany. Ever. And these guys um, applied for the competition because they do a battle of the bands in the states essentially send a band to play in Wacken. And they are one of the, the, the bands. So I'm going to put it in Instagram, at least. I'm going to do a post so you can actually, like, see when they play because how it works is there's a host for, um, well, I should say your venue is considered the host because all the shows are already played out. Like, you can see where they're going to be, whatever. And then, depending on, it's voted in during the show. And that's how, and then it kind of goes to a semifinals and a final, and then that goes to the Wacket itself. So, we just want to throw it out to our boys. Support our boys. We'd like to see him go. That'd be cool. And we can attest. So, like, these guys are phenomenal they're live. Very good. Like, they're, like, they have the energy. Mm-hmm. They have the talent. Like, like. I I personally was blown away. Absolutely, like watching these guys play live mm-hmm. and like actually seeing them in person. Like we like I've I've listened to their music for like a long time, like huh? recorded. It's actually but see actually it. seeing it in mm-hmm. person. It's like holy mm-hmm. f. Yeah. Like it's it was it was life changing. <laughs> like I no I'm not I'm not even kidding because like I look at like a band like that and it's like dude it's like these guys like talk to us and like like you know we're like we're all like friends we're all buddies like we're all excited to like see each other then they literally go on stage and just like melt your effing face they're off. like whole different people and I'm like, <laughs> like wait we know them and I'm like what yeah like what like uh-huh. I've had like I hugged that guy like a, <laughs> You're right. like a minute ago like it's like this is unbelievable like mm-hmm. if there's anybody like more deserving to like actually like go to like something like this like I'm t- I'm telling you like this band is like legit they earned it they deserve it and absolutely please lend your support like in any way humanly possible mm-hmm. okay Dave now you can take us home well now I don't want to. <laughs> hey kids that's done. it for us kids yeah we're done yeah we're done ski stick a fork in us cut our throat and call it a conspiracy no conspiracy wow we are heavy metal over six pack the only place six pack for local <laughs> national and international rock metal and beer reviews caw, caw, caw. beer 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 that's it for us tonight kids that's stay all. safe that's all Drink brouhaha's. Let us know if you have any hate mail for us, because we love. To I love hate mail. For the love of God, I'm, I'm begging for somebody to like send, send us hate it. mail. I'm gonna send making fake ones so we get our own. HMOA six. <laughs> like we need some burner accounts. So like, just like, dude, you guys fucking blow. Yes. <laughs> that is the end of this episode. Thank you for tuning in to another exciting episode of Heavy Metal. Goodbye. Cheers. Marcus, Dave, and Anthony signing off. Check out the podcast at hmoa6pack.automatic.net. Email 
HMOA6 P-A-C-K at gmail.com. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.